Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. God is good all the time, and all the time our God is good. Today we are going to continue on the topic, seeking God with diligence, not just seeking God. Remember the point I made during my last presentation, not just seeking God, but seeking God with diligence. The mighty God is our refuge, and God of salvation, God of mercy and righteousness is the God of truth. Almighty and everlasting, powerful, extraordinarily loving God, I commit this session to your hands. Let your spirit increase as we study your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, we are talking about seeking God. And not just seeking him, but seeking him diligently. We have seen in the last presentation in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 25, that the message of the cross, that Jesus died on the cross, is absolute foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, that message reveals to us the power of God. What does that mean? Simply that if you take the cross out of Christianity, the power is gone. What scares the devil? and irritates his agents about Christianity is that we claim Jesus died (laughs) and that by his death we are redeemed. Well, we have no other message. And so they can believe what they want to believe. But this is the message we preach. Now in verse 25 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Bible says, Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And I made a point that this particular verse shows us immediately that there is a huge gap between our human understanding and what is revealed by divinity. You realize that many of the things, virtually all of the things, if not all, let me stick with many of the things that scripture asks us to do, especially that Jesus asks us to do, the life he asks us to walk in, they do not make sense. You heard me right. Many of the things that Jesus Christ asks us to do, they do not make sense. That's why if you look carefully, you realize that sometimes we ourselves, I'm talking about ministers of the gospel, um, when we are irritated and we want to retaliate, we normally go to scriptures in the Old Testament. We ignore the fact that our best example is not David. Not Elisha, not even Moses, all of them, all of them, for short, they were sinners like us. It is only the example that Jesus Christ set for us that should stand. And so when I stress on seeking God diligently, I'm stressing on seeking God to the point that you have that burden to know Jesus Christ, not from a distance. And not from a prophetic point of view. Somebody saying, this is, I give you a prophecy, I do this. No. 
But from the point of view of studying the word, praying and asking him to show you himself, to show you who he is, through the enlightenment of the word and by revelation knowledge, so that you will come to that place where you know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is Lord and God. Amen? So as I was saying, that there is a contest between the wisdom of the world and what the Bible calls the foolishness of God. There's a contest. And there's a huge gap between the two. And I and all believers in Jesus Christ, those who believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, died on the Pontius Pilate, rose on the third day, ascended to heaven, is seated at the right hand of glory, and that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Sevenfold belief. Those of us who believe in that without apology to anybody, we know for a fact that many of the things that Jesus Christ himself acts or commands his disciples, including you and I and all bishops and all everybody in the world, including the Pope, to do, those things do not make sense. So if you don't study the word for yourself, what's going to happen is that maybe I may be your pastor and maybe you tell me something and I may give you an advice that may be good to your ears and sound logical, but it's not what Jesus Christ would want you to do. For instance, Jesus says, forgive your enemies. Forgive your enemies. That's a hard one. That's not normal. And I'm saying that the Christian life is a, not a normal life. Anybody want to live a normal life <laughs> in terms of what to do and what not to do, Christianity is not for you. I repeat. You want to live a normal life. Common sense. Logical. Common sense says if he hates me, I hate him back. That is normal. The abnormal, AB normal, above normal, says forgive your enemies. And Moses didn't say that. It was Jesus. Moses said they slap you, slap them back. Jesus said no, they slap you, turn the other cheek. Don't do it. That's not an easy one. But well, if you want to be a disciple, you have no choice because a disciple is a learner, is a student. A disciple doesn't tell the teacher what to teach. He listens and follows the instruction of the teacher. Jesus says, pray for those who despitefully use you. You know, something interesting. Let me share with you. Listen, sometimes and all times, the people who irritate us and we become so mad and sometimes to the extent that we curse them, let me tell you, if they are believers, no matter what they have done to you, God still loves them. You may not want to hear that, and you may not want to believe that, but let me tell you this. The God I worship, who I have sought, I'm still seeking, and I have sought enough to know what he thinks about the guy who hurts me, who insults me, who despitefully used me, that guy in my congregation that I fed, that I raised in the Lord, that I helped to get a job, and I helped to get a wife in my own church. And God blessed him with a child and he's prospering, walk out of the church and now calls me all kinds of names. And it, I'm hurting and hey, God still loves that guy. God doesn't like the way he's treating me. But that does not give me a mandate to curse that guy. Seek God, my dear. You can't understand what I'm teaching until you fall in line with knowing the God of the Bible. 
he loves his own. Read the prodigal son. The elder brother logically explained why the father should not have given the kind of welcome reception that he gave to his brother. It makes sense. I serve you. I stay with you. I never denied you. I never sinned before. I never did anything wrong. And this guy who did all the wrong things against you, disgraced you, embarrassed you, he walks home and you don't even test him to see whether he's sincere or not. You receive him and that very day you are holding a party for him. It doesn't make sense, but that is the God of the Bible. And that's what I've been stressing on. That's what I've been eating hard on. That be careful. He loves his children. You have no right, even though they hurt you, even though they do all those parts. Nobody endorsing. I don't like people hurting me. I don't like, I mean, I've gone through a lot of things. I've come close to, to that feeling of maybe cursing and but let me tell you what. God is not happy about the death of the sinner. So if you're cursed, make the person die. You are in trouble with the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. He says, bless those who curse you. Bless them. If you're out there, somebody has cursed you, open your mouth right now while I'm speaking. Tell God to bless that person. You are obeying the scripture. He said, bless those who curse you. You heard somebody curse you and maybe you've been inadvertently, I mean, out of lack of knowledge, you have cursed the person Today, right now, under the sound of my voice, open your mouth. Say, God, I'm blessing this guy. I cursed him, but I take back the curse. I'm blessing this guy in accordance with your holy word. I'll tell you what, God will bless you. I'm telling you what, you have peace. When you see them, your blood pressure will not begin to rise. You have your peace. You stay cool. No shaking. A friend will say, no shaking. Now, let me read something from Psalm 92, verse 5. Psalm 92, verse 5. O Lord, how great are your works, and your thoughts are very deep. How great are your works, and your thoughts are very deep. The thoughts of God, they are very, very deep. You want to know the mind of God? This is the starting point. Don't think that you're just going to, I mean, run roughshod through the scriptures and then you, you know God. Line by line, little by little, here and there, comparing scripture to scripture. You seek God and you don't ever stop seeking God because you cannot get to the place and point and time where you say, okay, now I know him. Friend, I have read the scripture from Genesis to Revelation last verse. Not once, not twice. I stopped counting. But I can tell you this. I still get surprised by revelations I received from John 3.16. Anytime I read that scripture, there is so much light that keeps coming. Scriptures I have read. Scriptures I have preached on. Scriptures I have talked on. And I keep reading those scriptures. And every time I read, there is something new that pops up. By revelation. It doesn't go. It doesn't. Now those who don't believe. And do not have the spirit of. Cannot have that revelation. The book is sealed. The book is sealed. So when they take it. You know all they see. Is what I don't see. Because I'm, diff- I'm standing in a different place. Than they are standing. And that's why I want to encourage you. Child of God. That the, because of the, the difference. The, the, the gap. Between the mind of God and our human mind, 
you need to connect in. You, you need to zoom in. You need to sink, sink, connect with the mind of God. And every day go deeper and deeper and deeper. Let me read something from Isaiah 55 verse 8. The book of the prophet Isaiah 55 verse 8. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Praise God. As the heavens yeah, than the earth. Can you measure that? So are my ways. Wow. Higher than your ways. So, here God is presenting a picture to the prophet Isaiah that if you want to understand me and you want to come to a place where why is this? Who is the God who is working this in my life? The starting point is what I'm giving you today. You begin by coming to the understanding that before the race starts, the God you are dealing with his mindset is way beyond your comprehension. So this is the catch. What he reveals to you about himself is what you can know about him. Aside of that, it is what he has already revealed about himself in the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible. We've called it Bible, Bible, so it's become just a very casual, but it is holy. Because it was inspired by God. Written by different people in different dispensations. Put together the characters and the mistakes that people made had not been taken out. It is a book of truth. That does not try to present something that um, shows that the people who have worked with God were Effort in themselves. They never made any mistakes. They never committed any sins. God was so gracious enough that even the man that he called a man after my own heart, who seduced somebody's wife and caused the man to be killed, David, God, through the inspiration of his spirit, allowed that to be put in his holy book. The Bible says all scripture is written for our learning so that we know how Vulnerable we can become when we become so complacent and overconfident. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. Beloved, seek God. And seek Him diligently. Seek God. Spend time with God and get to know his heart. Because the God we are worshipping operates on one principle. Truth. He's the God of truth. So when he says, you will seek me, you will find me, he's telling us the truth. And we know by revelation knowledge that God answers the prayers of those who diligently seek him. Today, as you listen to me, you have to take stock of your spiritual life and ask yourself, 
Do I spend time seeking God? Does it bother me at all where I am with God? Is there some desire? Is there the test that I must know God beyond where I am right now? Otherwise, you know what? Life will be drab, difficult, and if you don't take care, you'll be frustrated. And you might be tempted to compromise. You might be tempted to compromise where God expects you to stand. And after having done all things, that you might stand. I want to urge you, seek God. Seek God. He will teach you the way to go. He will show you the way of life. When you see God, you invariably be inspired and empowered to seek God, to seek good. You see, when you seek God, you will be inspired to seek good. Let me refer you to one scripture before we go on. Proverbs 11, Proverbs 11, verse 27. There is a reason why many people do not seek God. Some of these people were seeking God diligently. People received Jesus Christ, they are excited and they would not stop seeking to know more of God. But sometimes the cares of this world, the trappings of wealth, things begin to go very well. And then it's like, that's okay. That's okay. We apply the brakes on our quest to know the God who brought us this far. But riches should not be the reason for your being lazy, if I may use that word with your permission, in the things of God or in seeking God. Proverbs eleven twenty seven: He who seeks good finds goodwill. He who seeks good, what you put in is what will come out. Garbage in, garbage out. He who seeks good finds goodwill. How can you seek good when you don't know God? When you don't know that the God of the Bible is a good God. Because I hear people say that when they read the Bible, God is um, not good and God is... And they say all kinds of mean things about the God of the Bible. But because I know him, I have sought good. I experience goodwill. So he who seeks good finds goodwill. But evil comes to him who searches for it. Let me share a revelation here with you. Evil comes to him who searches for it. So you can search for evil. You may say, oh, yeah, I'm not searching for evil. Wait a minute. Now, I, many people are in the court. So-called respectable people, honorables, are in court. They are, they are using voodoo. They are using all, all manner of occultic powers. They love the power. They don't care about the source of the power. So, inevitably they are seeking evil. They may not call it evil because maybe it gives them money. Maybe it makes them popular. Maybe it gives them them power. But evil is evil no matter what shirt or blouse it wears. So remove yourself from seeking the wrong things that would lead you into evil and seek God. It says this, he who sees good finds goodwill. May you see good and find goodwill. But evil comes to him who searches for it. And I'm saying to you, and I'm speaking into your spirit, and you may be upset with me, but let me tell you, you have only one life to live. Those who say they will go and come back, they will go and they will realize there is no coming back. Hmm? 
Otherwise, the population of the world, since the creation of the world, would have remained the same because it would be the same people being recycled to come back. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall. Whoever trusts in his riches. I hear one of the richest men in the world today, richest men in the world today, is heading towards divorce. If he has already not divorced his wife. And it's news. Riches does not guarantee a functional home. You can have all the riches in the world. And without Christ, you can have the most dysfunctional family anyone can think of. Verse 28, Proverbs 11. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall. But the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. May you be righteous and thrive like a green leaf. How do you become righteous when you are not seeking after him? Because righteousness is not in our good works. Righteousness is in the finished work of Christ. And you must know him to assess the blessing of the righteousness that has been given to you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Now let me read verse 30. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The fruit of the righteous. And that's what I'm saying. So you seek God. You receive the righteousness of God. You bear fruit of righteousness. You give life. And the Bible says, And he who wins souls is wise. And he who wins souls is wise. When you seek him, you will speak for him. When you seek him and you know him, you will speak on his behalf. You will become his postman, like Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, and the same coward who was jittery before a maid, a small girl, I mean, denying that he knew Jesus three times. He stood up under the anointing and inspiration and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He preached the gospel, and souls were won. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. When you go to a lost soul, you must have a message. And the message must not be about temporal things. Because there's something called square preaching. Square preaching. Come to Jesus, he will give you husband. So, okay, I have husband already. So, I don't need him. Come to Jesus, he will give you money. I have money already. I don't need him. Square preaching. You see, in the square, you have corners, four corners. And in those corners, people can hide. When this is over, just... Pick a paper and do a score on a, on a piece of paper. And you see that in that score, you have four corners. And those four corners represent the kind of preaching that tells people, come to Jesus for what he can give you. Not in terms of salvation, but in terms of material things. So I come to Jesus, not because I want to go to heaven, not because I believe that he, he is the way, the truth, and the life to eternal life. But I come to Jesus because all I want is money. All I want is a, a spouse. All I want. And so, if all of this, I have all of this, and the preacher is telling me that I should come to Jesus and I'll get these things, and I have all of these things, I don't need your Jesus. So, that kind of preaching is coy preaching. Jesus has not called us to preach coy preaching. We are to preach round preaching. Now, you do a circle. And find, as you look at that circle, whether there is any place where anyone can hide. And do the circle with your hand in the air. All have sinned. As you say, all, just point a finger and let it go around. All have sinned. There is nobody who can go anywhere within this circle and hide. 
all have sinned. And what has happened to them? And have come short of the glory of God. They have no glory from God. Because all is in our DNA. We do not become sinners. And I keep repeating that. Because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. That's the bottom line. And so, in order to be an effective instrument in Christ, you need to seek him. There is no two ways about it. Seek God. And next week, God willing, I come your way. I'm going to share with you some of the basic truths about how you can seek God and find him. It's not anything technical. It is as simple as A, B, C. Because the most interesting truth is that before even we set ourselves to seek him, he's already after us, seeking us. Jesus said, for the father seeketh such, the father seeketh such to worship him. That those who worship him might worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot worship in spirit and in truth when you don't know the, what you are worshiping. On that note, I am Pastor Hansen Metal saying to you, God loves you so, so much. That he gave his only begotten son. Listen. Jesus Christ died. He bled. He suffered. As a human being. He took my place. He took your place. He felt it the way you and I would have felt it. If we were the ones hanging there. So that through his death and resurrection. We born of sin. Condemned to eternal damnation. Will have life. And have it in abundance. This is the message I preach. Maybe foolish to the worldly. <laughs> but to those of us who have been saved. Those of us who have been saved. It is the wisdom of God. May the good Lord bless you and yours. Till I come your way again. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. And bye for today. Bye. Oh, for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your